0: do tonight.
1: The same thing we do every night, uh, try to determine whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Hi, welcome to all the best podcasts have daddy issues. I'm your host Nolan Pavlich.
0: And I'm Emma May.
1: And we're here. Exodus part 2 part 2 or Exodus part 2 Jr. uh, However you want to look at it. Exodus part 3. The season finale. We're at the end. Uh, Emma, first impressions on this episode, what do you think?
0: I, I really liked it. Good cliffhangers, mm-hmm. good action, it, it, like, really kicked things off strong, so, yeah, I was a big fan of this episode. I feel like all of the build-up from the last episode paid off.
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I think the cliffhangers are about as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about them specifically, I guess, when we get there, but, man, yeah, what a, what a good season finale. There's, uh, you know, a lot of times when shows end stuff on a cliffhanger, uh, they'll do it in a way that's kind of like, oh, this person is in danger. So I sure hope the show doesn't get canceled because I want to see them come back. But this was just straight up like, I want to see what happens next.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like even knowing what happens next, like I'm just I I'm, I had to stop myself from going to the next episode because it's great. Yeah. You just want to know what's, you know, what's in the dang hatch.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it eats at you. And then the stuff with uh, Michael and Walt, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Well, let's let's jump right in. We don't really have much to talk about because this is technically still the same episode as last week. So, directed Jack Bender, uh, written by Carlton Cuse, Damon Lindelof. And uh, starting back off, the Dynamite crew... Uh, begins heading back they see a black smoke cloud making the same noise as the monster so it's that kind of ticker tape Machinery. receipt printer sound yeah. yeah and but it starts uh uh ripping up trees and making the, the roar that we've uh, heard so many times as well so yeah it's a weird little black smoke cloud uh cgi is still not great
0: Better than a lot of what we have seen.
1: Yeah, it's passable. I think that's part of the reason why it is a a weird smoke monster, is that black smoke is probably among the easier things to digitally edit into something. Mm -hmm. Where, like, it's hard to make it really look unrealistic. You can obviously tell it's CGI. You know, it's not like they had to, like, render scales or something like that for some beast. So, um... But yeah, it starts uh, ripping up trees. Everybody starts running, except for Locke, who sets his pack down and just kind of walks off after it. This portion is kind of weird to me. I don't 100% understand what's going through Locke's head, and maybe we're not supposed to. It, it pulls up a tree in front of him, knocks him down, and he looks up at it. Uh, presumably, he's already looked at it before. This is, I think, what he saw, you know, at towards the beginning of the season but he all of a sudden starts getting like really scared and then starts running away but it, it grabs him by the leg and starts pulling him down into a pit and he's about to go down but Jack grabs him and is holding him at the top but then Locke wants to go into the pit so he started running away from the monster but now he wants to he wants Jack to let go so yeah I'm not sure what the deal is there Jack tells Kate to go get the dynamite from his bag because jack switched their packs um i would say this is why he was so cool about the drawing of the straws but he wasn't cool about that so it's uh he was extremely angry and then i guess decided you know what i'm just gonna switch them out yeah but yeah so they don't really have time to deal with the ramifications of him lying to her like that she goes and gets the dynamite and they chuck it in the hole where which is apparently deep enough to where a stick of dynamite can explode and not really harm any of them, but the monster lets go of Locke and they get him out.
0: What is your theory about why Locke wanted to be like taken in with the smoke monster? Do you have one?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think that I think that that moment where he where he started getting scared and running away was him having kind of a crisis of faith. And I think that when he saw Jack, he felt like in order to distinguish himself from Jack, he really needed to prove himself. So he decided to just go the complete other direction and really just drop on his faith mm-hmm. uh, in in the island. Um, that this is the right thing. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't seem like it would have been good for him. Yeah. This The smoke monster is interesting because it is a reveal. Like, they could have gone a long time without ever revealing what the monster was.
0: I have to say, I think it almost would have been a little bit better had they mm-hmm. maybe, like, kept that for a reveal in, like, season two or something. Like, I like that you could kind of picture something really scary or like like the mystery behind it
1: Mhm Yeah, I mean that's the thing with all of that, right? Like and maybe this is the key problem to Lost in general is that your imagination for what the answer is going to be is pretty much always going to be better than whatever it finally ends mm-hmm. up being. Especially because Lost doesn't want you to be able to guess the answer, which kind of leads them to do Uh, some crazy reveals at certain points maybe not really anything here so far but I think that we're going to see that that's maybe a problem that the show has Um, and sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't but Mm -hmm. I don't know the smoke it's weird because from the beginning of the show that's kind of one of the central mysteries right like that's like the big weird thing that's going on otherwise like in the pilot that's kind of the only weird thing the rest is just a plane crash Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, why haven't we been rescued yet? So it's weird that it's just kind of like an answer on the way towards them getting other answers. Uh, but yeah, so back on the raft, uh, Jin and Michael are talking about the guide that Sun made. It's nice. I, I mean, I think they're pretty clearly showing that Jin is understanding English fairly well at this point and just really only speaking it. You know, starting to learn how to speak it a little bit. Um, And it seems like Michael understands at least some Korean Mm -hmm. so far. Yeah. Michael hands Jin the watch because Jin had taken it off to fix the rudder. Uh, But Jin gives it back to him. This is great. This is like some nice, you know, closed circle character development from the beginning of the show where they're, you know, beating each other in the beach over it. Mm -hmm. I guess it's really just Jin beating Michael, but... Sun at the caves gives uh, Claire some tea, and she says, you know, hey, Aaron's a beautiful name. What does it mean? Claire says she doesn't know. So I looked this up, and I guess, like, in a, uh, like, historically, the name Aaron means plane crash survivor. So it was actually really, it was, like, really apropos. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, apparently it means warrior lion. It seemed, there was actually, like, a surprising amount of, like, we don't really know what this means. I think that's what every name means, though, right? When you like look into it, like they all are like they all mean like king or uh-huh. warrior or something like that.
0: What does Nolan mean? Do you know?
1: I think it means I think it means king. It's like some Gaelic diminutive for the word king of some something or another. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what Emma means? No. <laughs> I mean, you're the only person I've ever seen spell it with one M, so I guess you could kind of just make it mean whatever we you could want.
0: Make it mean anything, and I might. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, perfect. I think it means, like, lost
0: <laughs> podcaster or something like
1: that. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be... There's probably... You could probably figure out how to get the Greek for podcaster yeah. <laughs> and name your kid that. That'd be pretty funny, actually. So, uh, but yeah, so Claire's worried. Uh, she says... Uh, so Sun says, you know, don't worry, Charlie is going to bring back Aaron. Uh, this is a crazy thing to say to me. Yeah. Because Said is going to bring back yeah. Aaron. Charlie, I mean, literally, so the next thing we cut to is Charlie seeing, like, a little bundle up against a tree and going, like, oh, there's the baby and, like, running oh, towards it. And Said being like, no, it's a trap. Like, what, did you really think that she just set the baby down right there? It's a log uh, wrapped up like a baby. Uh, so he get, a bunch of rocks hit him in the head and he gets a big old head wound saeed tells him to go back but of course charlie refuses uh so they have to cauterize the wound with gunpowder he breaks open a bullet and puts it on there and then lights it up
0: there was so much gunpowder on his eye
1: that's what i was about to say it's like you know maybe just one quick wipe yeah just take that eye like just you know maybe you don't get every little grain off but maybe maybe there's nothing explosive on his eyeball yeah Yeah. Although eye patch like Charlie would be pretty good, mm-hmm. I think I think that could be a good like you know that could work good development for him. <laughs> um, in flashback, uh, Hurley uh, wakes up late for the uh, for the plane. <laughs> um, his outlet got fried overnight. I mean, this is basically just like one bad luck thing happening to him after another mm-hmm. on the way to the airport. Have you ever had that happen where your outlet gets fried and there's, like, black stuff all around it?
0: No. I feel like he maybe, like, plugged in an American device into the outlet without, like, changing anything, right?
1: So, it's, it's funny that you say that. So, this is what happened to me. I did... I have had that happen to me once. And it's because I was in Latvia on a trip. And I had one of those adapters. Yeah and i found out later it was in my bag but it was at like the top of all the stuff and so i didn't feel it at the time but a, a shampoo bottle had broken in the bag so there so shampoo had gotten in the adapter so i i plugged it in and immediately it started sparking and like the whole wall went black oh around my it gosh. Um, and it like completely fried in like the like you know 1850 built building where god knows how that wiring was it completely fried an outlet out and i was like oh geez <laughs> that's uh that's my bad guys i didn't know
0: oh no was the place where you were staying were they like cool about it or were they like really mad?
1: well here's what i will say is that that outlet was pretty close to a table and so that table might have just got shifted over, like, six okay. inches. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> That's
0: not so bad, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's just me being a scumbag. It hasn't you know, they didn't they didn't get to fight out until long after I was gone. Um. <laughs> He's running late. He gets a rental car. Uh, the numbers pop up a lot throughout this whole sequence. His, uh, his room number is 2342. Um, we see the numbers on his speedometer are go from like 42 to 23 to 16 to 15 to eight to four as his car like breaks down he gets to the i guess where you drop off your luggage what's that called it's not the gate
0: baggage area i
1: don't know yeah i guess the baggage claim i don't know but uh he goes in uh to to give them his boarding pass and (laughs) he has to buy two two tickets the airline attendant is like extremely rude to him it's weird because like I can empathize with someone hurrying for their flight, but I also can kind of empathize with her, where she's like, yeah, you're like, everybody's in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can kind of, I can't just be rushing at this all day. I actually do have to do my job well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was, she's kind of rude anyways. Yeah. He has to buy a, a motorized scooter from a guy, and he says, I'll give you 1500 no 1600 So there's another instance of the numbers. Uh, he passes a girl's... Um, I don't know, rugby or uh, football team or something like that, where they're, they all have the jerseys with the numbers going in, in order.
0: Oh, I didn't catch that one.
1: Yeah, it's... it's uh, mm-hmm, yeah, it's all over. And then he barely gets to the gate on time. This gate agent is nice, lets him in, and, and he, you know, makes it to the plane. This is fun, I guess. Um, it's hard to say... Is he surrounded by, like, bad luck? Was it actually... Like, technically... It would be good luck, right, for him to miss a flight that then crashed. So is that bad luck? Like, it's weird to, uh, you know, I guess we'll find out more about Hurley as uh, the show goes on. But on the island, he is repeating the numbers to himself. Uh, Kate says, wait, what did you just say? Uh, This is, I think, a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Uh, She says, "Um, oh, I heard you say 23. The reward for me when the guy turned me in was $23,000. Like, that feels like they are making it really explicit, but, like, there are other connections that I think could have been made Mm -hmm. uh, before that one. Like, that seems like a stretch. That feels like one that you maybe leave for the audience to find on their own.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm going to do it. I'm going to complain about the little plane.
1: Okay, Um, perfect. Wasn't
0: it a number on the little plane that looked just like the flight? Wasn't there...
1: No, there's a on the um the safety deposit box that it was oh, kept okay. in when she robs the bank was eight fifteen. Got it. Okay. There is like a number sequence on one of the planes, I think, or on one of the uh, wings of the plane, but I don't think it's uh it has anything to do with the numbers from the show. Got it. Okay. And the plane actually doesn't show up this episode. Pretty uh, pretty exciting. Maybe that's why we think so highly yeah, of it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, Locke and Jack are arguing. You know, Jack's wondering, hey, what's going on? Why did you say to let you go? And Locke says he doesn't think the monster was going to kill him and that he was being tested. Jack says, you know, like, uh, by who? And Locke says, the island. And he says that Jack is a man of science while he's a man of faith. Um, but everybody that came to the island was brought there for a reason. And then Jack asks about Boone, and Locke says that Boone was a sacrifice the island demanded. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty rough. Pretty rough thing. It's a good thing Boone's dead, because I would have hated for him to hear that.
0: And if that's something that, like, Locke feels to be true, maybe sit on that, you know? like yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. don't voice that to Jack in this moment.
1: It's very possible that he was going to say that at the funeral, so maybe mm-hmm. this is him sitting <laughs> on it. <laughs> the Boone thing is interesting, you know, knowing what we know now at the end of this first season. So it looks like, you know, Locke was given that uh, that directive about, or the the dream to go find the plane that crashed. Mm-hmm. But then the island started taking away the use of his legs again. So the island showed him the plane and then made it so that he couldn't go up there. Um, yeah. So maybe it was that just wanted to kill Boone. I don't maybe. know. But anyways, Jack says he doesn't believe in destiny. And Locke says, uh, you do, you just don't know it yet. Which is uh, infuriating. That's an infuriating thing to say to somebody. It's kind of like when people argue with you about their religion and they say, oh no, you do believe in God. And you're like, well, okay, I don't... Up here. <laughs> you you okay. can't. You don't get to decide that for yeah. me. In flashback, uh, the wheelchair that they use to get people onto the plane that's narrow enough uh, for the aisles has gone missing. Um, So Locke won't be able to get on the flight unless uh, he's carried on by some flight attendants. Uh, He's clearly not happy about it, but he has no other choice. And then once he gets on the plane, uh, he goes for the safety uh, pamphlet, uh, but drops it and uh, can't reach it from where he's buckled in.
0: You did such a good job of illustrating that frustration, mhm just that one little scene I thought that, that was yeah, it's really not a
1: very long scene, Mm-mm. and you really feel like just the crushing weight yeah. of like just like how undignified it is to have to be carried like that
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh that feels like that's gotta be like some sort of like I guess they're in Australia, so maybe it doesn't apply, but some sort of like a d a thing right you where think it's like so. Like, so if Locke... I mean, Sydney to L.A. is not a short flight. If Locke has to, like, go to the bathroom at any time on this plane... What are they going to do? He, are they going to carry him into the bath yeah. Like, what? Maybe it's a good thing the plane crashed so they didn't have to concern themselves with Maybe. that. I do think it's funny, too, that he's reaching for the the safety pamphlet. And it's like, well, you're, you're going to survive the crash uh, based on, like, destiny, I guess. Yeah. So you really don't need to worry about that. But the, the, the dynamite crew finally gets back to the hatch. They... Did not bother to check in on anybody, uh, which is wild to me. They just go straight for it. I mean, it makes sense for Locke because it's pretty clear that Locke just doesn't care about the hatch as a safety measure for everyone. He's just using it to figure out what's inside.
0: He's on a mission.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Hurley takes the extra dynamite away. They give him a flashlight so he's not carrying a torch. And then they begin to rig the charges on the hatch. On the raft... Sawyer and Michael turn on the radar. Uh, S- Sawyer convinces Michael too, <laughs> in that very weird conversation. Sawyer says, "Yeah, you've got the patience of a saint. I would have showed that boy the back of my hand a long time ago if he talked to me the way he Why talks to you."
0: Why would Sawyer? Like- <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's an insane thing to say to somebody, even if it's true. And I kind of don't think it is. I think it's just Sawyer stirring shit. Yeah. Um, he's like bored, but like, on the raft. Yes, and now he has to start yeah, some drama. Yeah. So Sawyer's like, I haven't been in a fist fight in like uh, twelve hours. I haven't now. had a chance I, to tackle anybody. To... The <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: yeah, me and the, me and Jack's last conversation, we were like tearfully like talking about his dad. I didn't get a chance to fight anybody. But yeah, yeah, he says, I guess I would hit your kid. Uh, weird thing to say. And then Michael sa- asks about Sawyer's dad, and Sawyer tells him that he shot himself when he was eight um michael asks is that why you're on the raft do you want to die which is michael acknowledging that the raft is a suicide mission like if you think that like the reason to go on the raft is because you want to die why would you take your kid Mm -hmm. on it i don't know but michael says way i see it there's only two choices you're either a hero or you want to die and sawyer says well i ain't no hero so i guess he does uh, and they don't have a time to they don't have any time to reflect on that because the radar starts beeping. Uh something is out there but they uh, can't see it because it's uh dark out. I've got to say there is something particular that hits me. I you've you've spent uh you worked for a, a a cruise line, right?
0: Yeah, yep.
1: So you've spent time on boats at night. There's something about that like it's nighttime and there's just nothing around you. Like it's a feeling that you just cannot get anywhere else. It's so eerie. It is. Um, it
0: is. I am one of the weirdos that like kind of found it peaceful, but it is really oh, yeah. like an eerie kind of peace.
1: I uh, I think they do a pretty good job of recreating it. Yeah, they uh, did for a good job for this. Like it, it feels, and it might just be because like, hey further than 15 feet away from this raft you start to see the edges of the tank that we're in so that it's not like freezing cold water like that's definitely possible but um yeah it uh it definitely gives you that feeling of just absolute isolation that you get at night uh, out on the open ocean Um mm-hmm. uh, and charlie get to the smoke pillar finally uh it's there's a big like uh, altar i guess set up uh, but uh, the others aren't there. Rousseau is there, but the others aren't. And she wanted to to trade the baby for Alex, her child.
0: Wouldn't her child be like 16 though at this
1: point?-hmm. Yeah, it would be a 16 year old 16 uh, year old kid. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, you know, she's obviously not all there. Yeah. and uh, these are the actions of a mother trying desperately to hold on to her kid. Like Charlie, I get that like she did just steal Aaron. Charlie is so hostile to her once she hands Aaron over here. Not smart. And, I, yeah, I'm just, like, what? Like, she's, like, a, a blubbering mess right now. Like, I don't think that you need to be, like, her best friend, but you should have some pity for her at this moment. Like, she lost her kid right. and has been alone.
0: Some pity. And then I also think, too, just, like, you don't know what she's capable of. Like, maybe don't yeah. like, lean into that part. So
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Charlie, when you when you see a dollar bill attached to some fishing line in the in the, uh, woods on the way back and you get like a spear through your chest, yeah. maybe you should remember that you could have been a little bit nicer to Rousseau. <laughs> um, but yeah, she hands over Aaron and she says that she heard the whispers in the jungle that they were uh, coming for the boy. And so she thought she could take Aaron and, you know, make the trade that way, give them something they wanted. But Charlie says, uh, you're a loon, you're a nutjob, you're pathetic, there's, no, there's nobody here. But I, by the end of the episode, we get the context, of course, that the boy that they're talking about was not Aaron, it is Walt. Mm-hmm. At the hatch, they finish setting up the dynamite. Uh, Kate asks, you know, why did Jack switch the packs? Uh, he says, everybody wants me to be a leader until I make a decision they don't like. Which is, I think, fair. I um, like
0: that line. I fault mm-hmm. that for Jack.
1: Yeah. I will say this wasn't really a leadership decision. It was kind of just you lying to Kate. Sure. But I think that's probably a fair thing for him to be stressed about. And then he says, you know, hey, if we survive this, we're going to have a lock problem. Uh, she says that she has his back. So this is interesting. I mean, it's, you know, they're working together right now, but it's pretty clear that, like, Jack wants to distance himself from Locke. Yeah. I like that, to be honest. There isn't, in my opinion, on this show, there has not been enough, um, like, inter party conflict. Like pretty much all the all the conflict on the show comes from outside of the survivors. There was a little bit early on with Sawyer and the inhaler and Jin and Michael, but that's pretty much uh pretty much gone by the wayside now. Uh, so it is nice that there's at least, you know, two people that hate each other. Yeah. Hurley comes back to the hatch and sees the numbers on the side. The the uh starts like freaking out about it. I you know, rightfully so, that must be absolutely insane. And he shouts at Locke to stop. Locke very clearly hears him and acknowledges that Hurley is shouting and <laughs> then lights it anyways.
0: And thinks about it and then decides to just go ahead and do it.
1: Yeah. He's he's just no, nobody's stopping this at this point. We've come this far. Um he likes the fuse, and then Jack has to tackle Hurley to stop him from going after the fuse. Yeah, I think I've got to say, Hurley, by the time the dynamite is lit, maybe at that point you can't do anything yeah. about it. Like, unless you get a pair of scissors on that fuse further down. On the raft, they debate whether or not to fire the flare. Sawyer saying that they should do it. Michael's saying, like, hey, we only got this one. We don't know if this is a piece of driftwood. Uh, Jin saying that he can't really see anything. Uh, Sawyer does call Michael and Jin um, Han and Chewie. So I guess we're just making that text instead of subtext now that they're making. That's what they're doing with those two. Um, But Walt eventually says, you got to do it, Dad. And so Michael fires the flare. There's a tense moment where the beeping on the radar stops, but then it starts up again because whatever it was starts heading towards them. Uh, a light turns on uh, from a, a boat near them, and they start celebrating, and you get the triumphant music. I mean, And then it it just turns so quick. A guy yeah. starts talking to him. He seems friendly, and he's like, oh, you guys were in a plane crash? Oh, you're the survivors? There's other people? Wow, that's crazy, but uh, here's the thing. We're going to have to take the boy. And right when he says it, that is just bone-chilling. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, it really it makes my like hair stand on end just talking about it. I, uh, it's perfect. You know, I said earlier that Lost, a problem with the show is that, like, you know, they, they go for things to happen that the audience hasn't expected. But because the audience spends so much time theorizing, there's, like, all kinds of different, like, crazy things that they have to do to keep out of that. But this was, it's so unexpected. Mm-hmm. You just don't see it coming.
0: I didn't remember this part at all um, from when oh, I yeah. watched it before. And I, yeah, it was really, like, disappointing. They did such a good job of, like, turning the tables on the audience, I felt like. I yeah. wasn't expecting it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we have made plenty of jokes at this point about how the there's zero chance for the raft to make it to, like, you know, a, a boat. Um, Or anything like that, and like we were right, but it wasn't because it was like a poorly thought out plan on a tiny little raft in the middle of the ocean. It's because the raft was going to get blown up. Like did not see that coming at Mm -hmm. all. (laughs) But yeah, so the light goes out. Sawyer pulls his gun, but he doesn't even get a shot off before he gets shot and falls into the water. Jin dives in after him, which I I will say that is something that I it seems kind of out of character, right, for him to do that. I don't know why Jin, like, maybe he, I guess it's possible that he didn't really understand what the guy was saying with, we're going to take the boy." so maybe he didn't realize Walt yeah, probably should have been a that's priority. Yeah,
0: point, yeah. Because I think if but he like, understood the context of what was happening, he probably would have stayed unwrapped, right?
1: Yeah, like, I think maybe you just got to let Sawyer go at this point and maybe try and get on their boat or something yeah. like that. But yeah, Jin dives into the water. It's just Michael and uh Walt on the on the raft they they take Walt uh Michael gets beaten back uh and then they throw some sort of mason jar grenade on the raft and it blows up the raft is in flames and pieces behind Michael who's treading open ocean shouting for Walt as Walt is shouting for him and being driven away on the boat uh um, absolutely like horrifying nightmare yeah. situation it's crazy two episodes ago we were like uh tearfully saying, you know, pushing off the beach, this raft, and now it's just like... It, it's just such a... It's like a, a horror movie. Like, you, you just... It, they should not have done it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there's no, like, coastline but the audience... No, they've see, been you know, going they've a while been, now. Yeah, they're in the deep ocean.
1: Charlie and Saeed bring back Aaron. You know, they're, Claire tearfully reunites with Aaron, uh, hugs Charlie... Shannon is looking for Saeed, who is, of course, washing his sweat off in the drinking water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, <laughs> at, at this point, I think that the, they all must be doing it. Like, <laughs> like, there should, at this point, always be two shirtless people just kind of chilling in that yeah. basin, like a hot tub, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but they uh, they reunite. Uh, and then we see that Charlie has brought back a Virgin Mary statue. Oh, so we get a little bit of... You know, it feels like the this plot line should have just been wrapped up, so it's interesting that it's kind of continuing now. Uh, but, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense that once he saw the heroin, that was going to be an issue. So he's holding on to it now. Back in Flashback, we see everybody finally boarding onto the plane. You know, Kate getting put in handcuffs, Saeed sitting down and getting side-eyed by a guy who definitely didn't survive the plane crash. I think the, the best parts of it are... Boone giving Shannon her inhaler. Yeah, that was um, cute. That's a season wrap on... I guess it's a season wrap on most of them, but it's for sure on, on Boone. Um, <laughs> or definitely a series wrap on Ian mm-hmm. um, uh Arts helps Claire put her bag up. I thought that was cute. Like, just He's obviously like absolutely grating, so it's kind of funny to be like, oh yeah, he probably wouldn't be like 100% a piece of shit in real life yeah. <laughs> uh, when he's not on the island. Uh, maybe he was a little bit heightened. You know, Art's kind of a mysterious character. I think the audience definitely is going to be left wanting more with him. So hopefully we get a little bit more of his backstory over the course of the show. You know, we can't get anything more from him, but uh, hopefully we, we can fill in some of those gaps.
0: Yeah, I'd love that.
1: I gotta say, it was a little bit disappointing with all the flashbacks that were shown. We did not... We never really got a Saeed flashback. Said's was kind of told in two parts between Shannon and Boone, and then but and then Jin. Yeah, and we never got a Claire one either. This is the most Claire that we yes. get.
0: That'll change in season two, right? Hopefully, because I feel like she's cl- been so central to the show's development.
1: Yeah, I. I you know what? I actually what I was going to say about this is I think this is kind of a little bit of the nail in the coffin for her no. because. Not not that she dies uh, is not what I'm saying, but like the it, it makes sense that for a lot of the developments you know within the mystery of the show that maybe Claire is gonna be more focused about worrying about her baby right mm. so like she's kind of taken out of the action. you can't go on like a cliff diving adventure if you have to care for a kid yeah or whatever they're gonna be doing in season two um, and actually just to be clear, there's a lot of cliff diving in season two okay. so be ready for that. <laughs> In my opinion, this right here is the exact moment where you can give Claire some real agency to like go after her kid, right? Like this is she doesn't have to care for her kid because that her, getting her kid back is the goal, mm-hmm. and so sending Charlie to go do it for her because she's such an emotional wreck. Like I'm not saying that that's unrealistic. I'm sure for a lot of people they just wouldn't be able to function, mm-hmm. but I think for the character of Claire you could have really gotten some focus on her and instead they made it about charlie
0: yeah which they've done this entire season which is really disappointing
1: yeah yeah for sure yeah uh as soon as they kind of like start getting into that mode of there's like some sort of charlie and claire romance it feels like all of her stuff gets pushed aside for him yeah uh which uh, yeah is a bummer she she didn't get uh, like, a real flashback in this. And, um, I mean, there will be more Claire episodes and stuff, so it's not like it's never going to go back to her. But I think that the show has a hard time figuring out how to use her.
0: mm mm-hmm. uh,
1: Which is a bummer. So, finally, uh, the hatch is open. Uh, the dynamite has gone off. Uh, but Lock what's their and plan Jack... here
0: now? Because, yeah, the hatch is open now, but they mm-hmm. can just get in. Like, what safety did they accomplish?
1: Yeah. I think it's pretty fair to say that this was a bad plan from the get-go. Yeah. Like, yeah, anything that they did was basically not going to be able to... It, it, they weren't going to be able to be like, all right, well, we put some dynamite in the keyhole, yeah. but now we'll just uh, hold the door shut when the others come for us. Right. But it doesn't seem like the others are even even coming, right? Like, they weren't at the black smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Claire's baby was presumably never being taken. It was They were always going for Walt, so... Maybe I they I guess they don't really have much to even worry about. But yeah, they slide the door off the uh, um, off the hatch, uh, stare down into it, and the final shot of the season is uh, Jack and Locke looking down uh, a very deep pit uh, at a ladder that only goes down about two feet and then breaks off, mm-hmm. and um, that's it. End of end of season. We'll see you for next season.
0: So many good cliffhangers.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I great. I mean it. the. Uh, Uh, the, the stuff with the boat. I mean, you kind of have just two separate things going on now between the boat people and, and Jack and Locke, uh, with the hatch. I think it's fair to say that they didn't just straight up kill off, uh, Sawyer (laughs) here. Mm -hmm. So that'll be, that'll be interesting to see how he comes back from being shot and then dumped into the ocean, um, if he does. But, uh, yeah, great episode. So this came in IMDb at number four. Oh. Uh, overall.
0: Wow. I know. Top five last episode. Wow. I see it. I mean, I I really, really like this episode and the way that everything tied in together. Um, I do think that part one was maybe... I preferred that a tiny bit more, though.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, and this is... Maybe it's not fair because part one doesn't answer anything. It's all like emotional resolutions. Yeah. Between Sun and Jin and Sawyer and Jack and Jack and his daddy. As somebody who has seen the show and kind of knows what's going on next, like, I'm less. It hits for me less to be like, oh, what's going to happen next episode? Like, I can pretty much tell you what happens next episode. Mm -hmm. So I don't have that same thing that audiences did the first time watching this. So it makes sense that this would maybe be rated a little bit higher. But I think just watching it all at once yeah the the scene where they're shoving off the raft is just fantastic so good it's so good yeah um now what i i'm about to tell you something and i'm a little bit afraid because i'm afraid it might put you off the show forever
0: oh my gosh
1: um and i don't want that to happen obviously we're only one season in But I will tell you, there's a huge missed opportunity in this episode. Um, There was one more person who we were supposed to get a flashback for that we didn't get. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any guesses on who that would be? Vincent. Yeah, we were supposed to get a Vincent flashback of him being loaded onto the plane. And they they I think they even shot it, but they cut it.
0: Are you messing with me right now? No. Oh my god.
1: I know. Is that not such a bummer?
0: That's such a bummer. That would have been
1: so good. That would
0: have been so good. And like probably only what, like a minute of airtime yeah. for that? Like, yeah Come on, leave it in.
1: Yeah. Oh absolutely. Ugh. We couldn't um we could maybe cut off a minute of Hurley running through the airport. Yeah. I I think that that scene was funny and it was less depressing than the other flashbacks but it went on a little bit too long I think Mm -hmm. um so yeah definitely yeah I mean I think it's pretty clear that you know they didn't they haven't had a Vincent full flashback episode yet which obviously we need it should be done Homeward Bound style I think uh where we hear him talking everyone always talks about those movies
0: Homeward Uh, Bound like
1: they've yeah, like, they've got... Uh, well, yeah, first off, everyone always talks about Homework Bound. Um, but, no, like, they're like, oh, it's just such an emotional ending. And it's like, it is pretty emotional to see people. But it, they talk about it like you can't watch that again. Like, I, I gotta say, I don't know if I agree with that. I, mean, I haven't seen it in a while. It's emotional,
0: but it's, like, mostly happy, isn't it? Like, everybody. Yeah, it's, okay. all, it's all
1: good emotion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's nice to see somebody get their pet back.
0: Yeah, I like that. Um, Did you ever watch All Dogs Go to Heaven?
1: I did. Yes.
0: That movie shouldn't have been made for children. That's one where <laughs> It was Come on, I don't. Now. But like <laughs> I
1: I don't remember much of it. It wasn't that's not Disney, right?
0: It wasn't it was like a knock-off Disney. Yeah. But like those really emotional pet movies that were like for kids mm-hmm. for some reason for I don't know. Just to like yeah. make children cry, <laughs> I think. I know. I think of Homeward Bound. and I think of All Dogs
1: well, I've seen there's this trend now of parents showing their kids the Lion King uh, for the first time on TikTok. And then they will film them as they're watching the scene where Mufasa oh. dies. And uh, spoilers for Lion King. So Mufasa dies halfway through. And they'll just like film their kid like, you know, starting to break down crying as they realize he's not going to get up. Um, and that's uh that's Yeah.
0: Horrible.
1: Yeah, no, that is it. That is like one of those things where I'm just like, God. I mean, I guess you maybe will just be used to it as a kid. When by the time you grow up, but I just think about if my mom had like filmed all this stuff and then just posted oh it for other gosh. people to watch. Yeah, I would be so mad right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, but anyways, yeah. So that's uh, that's Exodus Part Three. We are going to, you know, we we talked about this episode. We're going to talk about the season as a whole. We should be releasing like a little. A uh, bonus episode uh, later on, uh, maybe later on this week, or maybe even uh, at, at the same time. Um, but uh, so we'll we'll give our thoughts on the full season there. But overall, I would say as a season finale, this uh, rules very good.
0: Really good. Yeah, I kind yeah. of feel like Lost might. Be a good
1: tv show well we don't know yeah we don't know <laughs> because, yet, but... but i mean lost definitely enjoyed some of its popularity as the show as this first season was going on like it was a big show halfway through mm-hmm. um but now they've they've like you know essentially i guess pardon the metaphor they've landed the plane on this first season like you want to watch season two yeah. so now we got to find They're out busted. are they uh are they gonna are they gonna continue to to make it work for season two and we'll find out. But yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh you can uh give us a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be so helpful. Five stars, please. You can send us a tweet at all the best pods on Twitter. You can email us, all the best podcasts at gmail.com. You know, maybe uh drive your boat up to our raft. Tell us yeah. what you think of the podcast there. We'd love that. Mm-hmm. But uh, until uh, until next week, we've got season two, episode one, Man of Science, Man of Faith, which is a uh, a Jack episode, which, um, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll see you next week with that. And until then, get lost. Get lost.